Hello, Ortandians. Thank you for returning to another episode of House of Ortandia. I missed you guys. I've been gone for a minute. I, you know, I don't know what's up with me. I do them. <laughs> I, do, I do these podcasts regularly, and then I take a long break. And we're like, eh. you know what happens? Just to keep it all the way 100 with you. If I'm not feeling something, I'm not about to just jump on here and ramble. So it's like I really got to feel it to record. You know what I mean? So we're going to talk about a couple of different things, um, but the bulk of it is redemption and justice in some aspect. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, well, first of all, happy belated Mother's Day to the mothers that are listening to this. Um, I hope you had a fantastic time on May the 12th. Not that that's the only day that you should be celebrated. You should be celebrated every day, 365 days a year, every day of your life, every second of your life. Your children and your significant others should be celebrating you. So happy Mother's Day. Today, again, I'm going to celebrate you. I hope, again, I hope you had a wonderful time. But let's jump right into the into. First things first, we got to change the police, the hiring processes for police. Because I know y'all heard about the kids being shot in the back of a car. I know y'all heard about the pregnant woman being shot and killed. I know y'all, it's, it's, it's back, it's like daily, every day, they're shooting black people. Not all, some, some police officers, because I know some good ones. Um, but some of them, a small segment of them, I'll even say it that way, are murdering black people. And I'm like, okay. And this is where I get a little frustrated. How is it that you can go to a school where someone has murdered tens of kids, like, you know, 10, 20, 30 kids, and you can de-escalate the situation. You can put that person in handcuffs. No, they, they're not shot, killed, nothing. Or you can go to any facility where there's a mass shooting. Dylan Rule, for example, down there in the Carolinas. You can go pick him up from that church or wherever they picked him up from, arrest him without incident, and take him in with handcuffs. This man has just murdered a gang of people. How is it that you can de-escalate with white people? You cannot de-escalate with black people. I have a problem with that. I really do. And I think it's, it, to me, it, of course it goes to that spirit of white supremacy. It, everything goes back to that. Um, but it's also, we got to look into the natural realm as well. We got to say, okay, well, how are the police being hired? And so, you know, I looked it up. Okay, what processes do they have to go through to be hired? There's an application. There's a written exam. They have to pass the physical ability test, background check. They sit for an oral board. It's like an interview process. Um, Then there's the polygraph test. There's the psychological exam. And then there's the medical exam. And then, you know, on and on. I don't see anything in there about de-escalation tactics. I don't see anything in there about um, diversity, diverse communities. So if you've lived in a com- in Whiteville your whole life, <laughs> I got to call it. Y'all know me. If you lived in Whiteville your whole life, how then are you going to go from being around nothing but white people all your whole life and your only experience with black people via TV or music how would you, how then would you go from that 
to policing an all-black community, an all-black community that's an impoverished community. You already have your mindset on what these people are supposedly like when you put, start policing that community because you've either seen it on TV or you've listened to it in rap music. That's your only experience with black people. So how, how can you, how? How? Of course you're hot fingers. Of course you're ready to shoot. You're ready to shoot and kill first. And then you'll, uh, you can talk about it later. You can talk about how you were in fear for your life later. Of course you can rip Sandra Bland out of her car and then lie and say you were in fear for her life when only she, all she had was a phone, was a cell phone in her hand. <clears throat> of course you can do that. Because you've never had any, you're, you're already saying they're hostile, they're violent, they're criminals. And, and I got to do, I have to be the aggressor. It's like, okay, Let, again, let's go back to the steps. There are only steps for how, and it's, again, some cities and states do it differently, but the gist of it is an application, a written exam, a physical ability test, a background check, an oral board, a polygraph test, a psychological exam, and then a, med- a physical medical exam. There needs to, first of all, you should not be able to take this job without any type of degree. We need some critical thinkers on the street. You can't bring your happy butt from high school to nobody police officer. It shouldn't be allowed. You would, they, I think, this is, this is what I th- how, they th- how I think they should change the hiring process. One, you need to have at least, I'm going to say an associate's degree, just on the minimum level, at least an associate's degree in criminal justice um, with several courses in either human services or um, social services, several courses, right? Two, there needs to be um, diversity training, needs to be in, in one of these steps and not just you sitting for a day learning about various cultures and ethnic groups. No, no, no. It needs to be weeks. This needs to be at least a, at least a week of training on the various cultures that you were encountered while you're out and about. And it needs to be de-escalating stereotypes. How, I mean, I, I'm sorry, not de-escalating. It needs to be destroying stereotypes about black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, um, women, black men. It needs all the stereotypes need to be destroyed in that diversity training. So you, I mean, it's not. It. it I, I feel like it'll help. It'll help when you encounter that. When you encounter a brown person. At least on a very minimum level, you're like, okay, they're, they're, they're not a criminal. Let me not just automatically think he's a criminal or she's a criminal. At least when you encounter a black person, a black guy, your first mind is like, okay, I got to kill him before he kills me. Because I know he has a gun. I know he has drugs on him. I know he just came from a crime. You know what I mean? I, I, that, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to calm down because I'm getting a little riled up. <sighs> like you gotta, they gotta do better, man. Like it, cause it's too, too, it's, and for people that'll say, oh, you know, if they would just obey what the police officers are saying, shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. People are obeying and they're still being murdered. So shut up. You have the few that aren't obeying, that aren't running or whatever. Okay. But that don't mean they need to be gunned down like a dog on the street. <sighs> And there needs, oh, in here also needs to be de-escalation, de-escalation training. 
You don't go in guns blazing ready to buck somebody down. You especially, especially when you're called in and there's a mental health issue. Too many people with mental health diseases are being being murdered by police officers. One is too many. If somebody's calling 911 and saying, hey, you know, my brother, my sister, my cousin, whomever, she is having a bipolar episode, a schizophrenic episode, whatever. I need some help. The op, the 911 operator should be sending a mental health practitioner out. And the police should be in the background. They should be there, but not you should be the one coming because you don't know nothing about mental health disease. Mr. Police Officer, Miss Police Officer, you don't know nothing about mental health. So sit down, be in the back. Just like when it's a fire, I think when it's a fire, uh, wait, I think I might, get this, I might be getting some. I was getting ready to say the firemen go in first and then the police officers may go in and check. They sit in the background, right? I may have gotten it totally mixed up. <laughs> I was trying to make a point. I think I missed my point. But anyway, y'all know this is live, honey. I don't care nothing about what you think. I may be mixing stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't care. This is my podcast. You don't like it. Listen to somebody else. But, um, yeah, there needs to be, this is a, this is a new job opportunity. Police departments, you need to hire some mental health um, practitioners. They need to be hired on police staff. So when 911 is called, these people they're also first responders. These first responders go out along with the police. And like I said, they go into the situation, de-escalate the situation. You know, if they need to get that person meds, whatever, I don't know. Um, if they need to do restraining, if they need restraining, they know how to restrain them without murdering them and all of this stuff. So, yeah. But the way that they hire police officers now... I'm sorry, little Billy Bob. I know you wanted to be a police officer since she was like 10, but you you got you need a little bit more training, son. You need a lot more training because you will be the one to go into somebody's neighborhood and murder somebody because you you too scary <laughs> and you got your finger on the trigger. When you pull somebody over, your finger already on your gun. That's that's a problem. I've seen it. I've seen it in the neighborhoods that, I, that I'm right here in Philly. You pulling somebody over, homeboy get out the car with his hand on his gun. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding. This game in really deadly in like 3.2 seconds. So that's one thing. Oh, let's move on. Let's move away. Let's, let me move on, child. Because every time I think about it, I get right. I don't hate police officers. I don't. I love police officers. I have respect for them. But I need them to do better. I need them to... to Again, stop being scary. If you're that scary, you need a different job. You need to go be a waitress or something. Police officer is not the job for you, boo, because you're too scary. Um, what else did I want to talk about today? What? Oh, honey, did y'all see? I'm gonna pull it up. This lady, she was, um, she went to the University of Alabama, like back in when it was segregated. Um, and then she was kicked out. Now, mind you, they were rioting and protesting her being there, but they kicked her out. <laughs> you got child. I tell you, woo. Um, I'm gonna find her name. I want to shout her out. Um, for, let's see. 
receives degree. What's her name? Her name is Authorine Lucy Foster. She was the first African-American student to attend the University of Alabama in, in the 50s. And she received her honorary doctorate degree um, on May, on last week, on last Friday. No, 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 two weeks ago. She was 89 years old, so they brought her back and gave her an honorary degree. Now, child, you know that's crazy. And when I was reading this article, um, I was like, I don't know that I would have wanted that degree. I think I would have been like, no, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> that was I would have. I think I would have been like, no, nah, y'all can keep that degree. Now you know I love University of Alabama. I love the football team, but I'm not gonna sit here and act like they weren't racist and aren't still racist. Um, you know, that's the reason um, Bo Jackson ended up at Auburn because Bear Bryant would not start him because he was black, and so he was like, well, I'm I, I'm gonna go somewhere where I can. I'm gonna start. So he went to Auburn, and hence we know the Bo Jackson that we know today. Um, but, um, I don't, I don't think I could have taken that degree. I think if they would have called me, I think I probably would have, now my Christians, you might, this might turn your stomach a little bit, but I think if I would, they would have called me on my phone and say, Hey, um, Miss Foster, we want you to come back and get your honorary degree. I think I would have cussed them out using every letter in the alphabet, <laughs> even Z honey, X and all the letters. I would have cussed them out. Girl, I would have been like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm not coming back. You kicked me out. I wasn't doing nothing wrong. It, the president said that you have to desegregate this school. And y'all didn't want to desegregate. I came here and y'all kicked me out because they were protesting and rioting because I was there. I would have been like, don't you ever call my phone again. But, I, you know, listen, she did what she felt like she had to do. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Ms. Foster. Um, she earned her bachelor's degree in English from Miles College in 1952. And then, she, you know, she applied for University of Alabama. She initially got denied. And then a few years later, a federal court reversed that decision, and she was able to enroll at the University of Alabama in 1956. But after attending classes for just three days, she was asked to leave the campus due to riots and threats against her life. No, no, no. Suspend them fools that's threatening me. Don't suspend me. Don't kick me out the school. I ain't doing nothing. I'm here getting, I'm getting A's. Kick them people over there out. Whoo. Now, listen, check this out. In 1988, her dismissal from 88 now, not 1957. 1959 in 1988 her dismissal from the university was annulled opening door opening the door for her to return to campus and graduate with a master's degree in education from the university of alabama in 1991 alongside her daughter and this is this is her quote directly i love the university of alabama and it is an honor to be recognized in this way i am thankful for opportunities such as this which allows us to talk about the past while looking to the future Mm-hmm. 
As a leader in helping to desegregate the institution, Foster has been recognized with a pair of endowed scholarships and two landmarks on campus. She also was listed as a University of Alabama legend and, it was, and was inducted into the University of Alabama Student Life Hall of Fame. That's really dope. I was wondering if she hadn't gotten a scholarships in her name and any building or whatsoever. Also, too, you know what they also should be doing? Shout out to you, Aunt Becky, from, um, from, from stealing your way into these universities. I think they should allow every foster child, every child, every grandchild she had, great-grandchild, great-great-great-grandchild, she was able to come to that school for free. Everybody. Tuition, room and board, the whole nine. I would have been like, no, I think I still would. I think, because I'm petty. I think I would have cussed them out, so you keep your degrees and all that stuff. I wouldn't have been thinking about next generations and all that kind of, I would have been cussing. I would have cussed them out. But, um... I, I like what she did. I, she did the, she did it the better way. She got, like I said, she got a scholarships. You know, so if you apply for University of Alabama, you can apply for the schol- uh, her scholarship, and then you'll see the the building a building on campus with her name on it. So that's dope. Shout out to her for that. I just wanted to shout out Miss Arthurine Lucy Foster. So if you know her, this precious um, woman is eighty nine years old. Shout out to her. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm happy for her. I am happy for her. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I really am happy for her, girl. I'm happy for the sister. Who I don't know that I could have did that though. But she's a better woman than me. What's next? Let me tell you something. Shout out to all of these beautiful black students that are um, uh, valedictorian, getting millions of dollars in scholarships. Shout out out to y'all i'm so now this this is what should be plastered all over the news but we know that it won't so i'm going to plaster some of this over the news i'm going to plaster this some of this for you twin brothers from louisiana i want to shout y'all out they got 1.3 million dollars in academic scholarships what is their name let's let me shout their names out these handsome young black boys their names are bryn and nia wilson they both won, I mean, collectively, they won $1.3 million in scholarship. What? I'm so, what? That's crazy. And they are, and it's from Morehouse. Shout out to you, Morehouse. St. John Loyola University in Louisiana Tech. I'm so happy. I, I hope they go to Morehouse. I really do. Um, who else? Who else? Who else getting that paper? These intelligent, intelligent. We got another young sister here. What's her name? Whoa. Check this out. 18-year-old Brittany Reeves has graduated magna cum laude. From Fayetteville State University. That's bananas. What? Did she just she just graduated? She just graduated college and she's headed to law school. Come on. What? Shout out to her. And she's going from Fayetteville State. She's going to be going to North Carolina Central to pursue her law degree. 18 years old. Black queen. Beautiful girl. 
That's crazy. You go, girl. You go, girl. 18. Gifted. Gifted. Who else can I shout out? Who else? Let me see. I want to shout out these beautiful black people that's doing it. I also want to shout out the black the black women graduate class of West Point. When I tell it's the largest class, first of all. It's 32 women graduated from West Point this year. 32. Come on. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Come on, y'all. Shout out to these beautiful queens. Graduated. West Point is no small feat. West Point is the military academy equivalent of Princeton or Yale or anything else you could think of. Uh oh, uh oh, 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 oh. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. Do y'all remember the Gen 6? I know y'all remember the boys. Guess what? It, the Theo Shaw, he was one of them. He went on to study law at the University of Washington on a full scholarship. After completing a clerkship with Louisiana's Chief Justice, Burnett Johnson, Shaw was recently sworn into the bar of the District of Columbia on Friday. He went from being put in prison for a crime he did not do to becoming a lawyer to defending, defending marginalized people. Ooh, I'm about to fall out. I'm about to, I'm about, I got, hold on y'all, I got to do me a shout. Y'all can't see, but I got to. Ain't God good. Ain't God good. Woo, girl. That is some good news right there, honey. You but you mean what? Y'all better shout. Y'all better praise the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. I'm so proud of you, sir. He spent seven months in jail as he awaited trial. Whoo, child. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, Lord. If you don't know the Genesis, in 2006, Shaw, along with five other black boys, they were charged with attempted murder for getting into a fight with some young white boy at a high school in, in Jenna, Jenna, Louisiana. Um, you know, it was all over newspapers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, it, it just it got real ugly real quick. And then the black boys who were charged, you know, there was nooses all over the place. It was racial charge incidents going down, not just in Jenna, everywhere. And um, they they were like innocent. They really were innocent. A lot of leaders got involved. A lot of black leaders got involved. And then their, his charge was lowered to a misdemeanor or simple battery charge. Um, and then eventually he got his record expunged. So I'm so proud of him. Yo, I'm so proud of him. Oh, what the what the devil meant for harm, honey. The Lord has turned it around. I ooh, ooh, that got me so excited. I had to shout for y'all. And I don't even shout, I don't do that. But I had to. What else we got? What, what else was redemption and justice gonna show us? And, and it's called and it's called redemption and justice because um redemption in in that 
uh, I don't know, lost my thought. <laughs> uh, redemption in that what was supposed to be, you were supposed to be nothing. You were supposed to fail and turn around. Or you were supposed to be a failure. It, that's not the case. Boom. And the justice part of it is just that. <laughs> just this. We're getting justice out here in these streets. So let me stop. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, that made me so happy. I didn't even know that. That went completely under the radar. I, wow. Mm. Mm. Oh, shout out to Philando Castile's mom. Yeah, I remember him. He was murdered by a police officer. But his mom, there was in the high school, um, seniors, if they don't, if they have a lunch debt, you know, if you have to pay for lunch, you have a lunch debt, you can't graduate. So his mom donated $8,000 to settle that lunch debt so these kids can graduate. Shout out to you, mom. She, her son was murdered. Let me, let me say that again. Her son, Philando Castile, was murdered by a janky police officer that was so scared that he shot this boy. This young man, I should say. And so, you know what? She could have been like, she could have disappeared like, and just grieved her son forever, which would have been perfectly fine. But she didn't do that. She said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my son's death count for something. So I'm hype about that. One more. I got to give y'all one more. One more. I just I see this right here, but I, I, don't, I don't like it. Hennessy commits to $10 million to Thurgood Marshall Scholarship Fund. I don't want you. We don't need no, we don't need no money from Hennessy. We don't need nothing from Hennessy. We don't need nothing. No, 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 no. We got enough black, wealthy people to commit money to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. We don't need no alcoholic beverages of any kind. No, I disagree with that. I don't like it. No, <laughs> I don't like it. Let's see. Wow. One more. Last one. Less than a year after opening um, LeBron, after LeBron opening up his school, 90% of the students um, have met or exceeded academic goals. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. Mmm. Mm, mm. I, look, I'm so like, <gasps> yeah, shout out to these guys. Shout out to, yo. <sighs> Vindication, man. Vindication is beautiful. Uh, what, what, mm. I'm, just, I'm still like, huh? <laughs> Recoupment. These are some words that redemption means. I'm so, I'm not crying, but I feel like crying. Oh, God. To be rescued, man. To be rescued from error, evil, sin. Uh, bro, to be, to be reclaimed, to be repossessed. To, to get your, to, y'all. To, be, to bust out into freedom. That's redemption. And yeah. That's redemption, man. And justice 
is the right thing being done for you. The right thing. And we need justice in the police department, straight up. We need justice. Like I said, not all police are dirty cops. That's not the case. Just like not all black people on welfare, not all, you know, not all black women getting butt shots, not all black boys drop out of high school. It's the word all should never be used with the people group. Never, ever, ever. Not all police officers, not all black people, not all Mexican people, not all women, not all men, not all. The word all should never be used with the people group. It's, it's, a, it's false and it's just not true. It's a non-true statement. So some police officers, we need justice in the police department, though. Um, but not the way that. I, again, I'm not a proponent of protesting and picketing. So I'm, I just, I, I don't see the the benefit of that. And that, but that's just me. I prefer law changes. That's what I prefer. Change the law, and then those that um, act out against the law, you'll be held accountable for acting. Whether you're a police officer or not, you'll be held accountable for acting out against that law. But man. Yeah, we they gotta change it. I don't. I don't got went back to. <laughs> I got so excited. I went back to the police. <sighs> it got. We gotta be fair. It has to be fair, man. Justice is being fair and reasonable. It's gotta be equitable. It's gotta be equal. Equal. The fairness. <sighs> All right. I'm not gonna kill my own high. I'm high now. Not high from no. You know, external substance. I'm high off of these examples of these beautiful black people doing wonderful things, man. I just love it. I love it. I love black people. I love blackness. I do. And it's not that I don't love other people groups. I do. But God made me black. So and I'm I'm and I'm a masterpiece. If you don't listen, very God was very skilled at how he created me. And uh shout out to God for that. And so, like I always say, y'all, I want to see you in heaven with me. I hope you learned something. I hope you hope you're excited about your day. I hope you are hype. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing evening, amazing night, an amazing week, an amazing month and an amazing year. And I'm out.